there, three days of meeting directly Not just because I get to preach, although that's part of it. <laughs> Would you join with me in prayer? Father, thank you so much for grace, for goodness, Lord, we ask for your anointing upon what I have to share. Lord, that I would be able to communicate and put on my heart what is in your word in a way that is helpful, edifying, and Lord, we just want to lift you up and want to make you famous Jesus and live as genuine Christ follower. Power us. Well, I'm continuing in the series on the Sermon on the Mount. My intention is to take the rest of the summer to get to a whole bunch of plan. I kind of started it out even with all of the travel. And we'll get to it by Friday. Continuing the Sermon on the Mount. If you haven't been here previously, you can go back and listen to all the segments. We're kind of right in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount. And today we're going to be looking at Matthew 5, 33. 37. So we're going to start just by reading that. We'll start by reading it in New King James. It says, uh, he says, Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, You shall not swear falsely, but shall perform your oath to the Lord. But I say to you, do not swear at all, neither by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is city of the great king, nor shall you swear by your own head, because you cannot make one hair white or black. We've kind of circumvented that nowadays with the color. You can't grow up. You can't really change it. You just color it. <laughs> but let your yes be yes, and your no, no. For whatever is more than these, from the evil one. So again, jumping back, remembering that this is this is taking the, these verses and all of these verses in, in context. How does this fit with the whole of what Jesus was saying? In Matthew 20, he said, Unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Jesus then followed after making this very significant statement, unless your righteousness exceeds the righteousness of the Pharisees. And the Pharisees in his day were the most strict in uh, keeping their lives to the letter, to the tiniest degree in accordance with Old Testament law. And so he, of 
appealed to the most strict sect within the Jewish religion and said, listen, folks, you've got you to far exceed their righteousness or else you're not even going to get in. You're not even going to enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he goes on and explains what that means. Christ's followers need, uh, and this is from the Life Application Bible of a different kind of righteousness altogether. And that's a, a righteousness that's based on love and obedience, a relationship-based righteousness, which is totally different than the pharisaical type of righteousness that had evolved, if you would, over, over the decades and centuries and actually thousands of years of the law. So Christ followers need a different type of righteousness altogether, not just a more intense version of the Pharisees' righteousness, which is legalistic compliance. And, you know, comparing it to Pharisaical righteousness kind of seems pointless in our day because how many know a Pharisee? Well, what do you know? If you want to know about Pharisees, talk to Leonard. The rest of us are clueless. <laughs> so, but there is a Christian legalism. There really is. Many of us practice it, myself included. We find it sneaks in. It's, it's not just a Pharisee problem; it's a human problem. It's, a, it's an easier way to come to, to try to follow uh, a religion is just to fall into legality. Do this, I'm okay. Don't do this, I'm bad. And Jesus is saying, no, it's has to be uh, different altogether. And then uh, he gives six examples. After making that statement, he gives six examples of what that looks like, what it looks like to live a life in a righteousness that far exceeds the Pharisaical righteousness and, and, and of a righteousness that is a total different kind of righteousness. And we've gone through this list. Anger we talked about, adultery we talked about, divorce we talked about. Today we're going to talk about oaths. Uh, next we're going to talk about revenge and then loving our enemies. Jesus does not give a complete explanation for each of these issues. He's going through a list, right? So we read it verse by verse, but Jesus in his talk just, just, just you know, went right through this as a list of examples of how our righteousness must exceed the, the way that the, the Pharisees lived. And, and so his audience, those listening, would be able to, they would be able to remember, oh, this is, they, they had a visual understanding of how the Pharisees reacted to all these different things because they lived in the context of Pharisees. And uh, we don't have that as, as literal, so that we can kind of explain that. <laughs> um, so he's going through this list as examples about kingdom righteousness and a very legalism. The practical, this practical outworking, this is from a commentary speaking on, on this, these verses. It says, The practical outworking of kingdom righteousness is set in explicit contrast with the ethical rules previously accepted. It is, in each case, more demanding. Say, more demanding. And so what Jesus explained in the Sermon on the Mount was not less demanding than the Old Testament practices. It was actually more demanding was more far-reaching in its application and more at variance with the ethics of man without God. I'm reminded of that because that's the real point. 
because legalistic righteousness can be practiced without God. Following a bunch of rules. Just as carnal uh, licentiousness is living without rules, doing whatever you want. Or an atheistic ethic. There's ethics based on atheism. Humanistic ethics. And our world is ruled by humans. People can live that way. But Jesus, what Jesus is explaining is radically different. More far-reaching, more apparent, the ethics of man without God. Concerns a man's motive, a man's person's motive, attitude, and attitude more than his literal performance. All right, so we're going to look at each one of these verses. Again, you've heard that it's a set of old, a set of old,
word Jesus Christ is